Time for us to check in with what's happening with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Now, I know we got a lot of information yesterday from that briefing, but I thought, you know what? We should probably take some of this with a grain of salt. Yeah, I found myself, you know, thinking about premature victory laps and how many of them we've taken in the last 20 months and going, oh, lifting the restrictions again. Are we are we getting ahead of ourselves? I hope not, although I do see the UK papers are full of it today. Have you heard of the Delta Plus variant? Oh, why are you doing this? No, well, I haven't. Know, I, <laughs> the theory of evolution is a wonderful thing. You know, uh, we humans are still learning to walk upright and figure out those opposable thumbs, but COVID-19 is evolving at a rapid pace, and there is something that surfaced in the UK called the Delta Plus variant. They're a little worried it may be more communicable. So, yeah, we have the data here. We have the science. Uh, I know there's a lot of businesses in B.C. that were promised that, you know, when everybody gets vaccinated or we cross the threshold of vaccinations and they started ministering the vaccine passports, that some of the restrictions are going to be relaxed. So the restrictions are being relaxed and fingers crossed, I hope they're on the right track this time. Yeah, me too. Uh, Let's talk about some of the progress that is being made then. We know that uh, cases have kind of leveled off. We're making progress towards getting healthcare workers vaccinated, but we still have quite a few, right, that are not. I I was really struck by the numbers again. So when the rules kicked in for long-term care after Thanksgiving, we were told there were still 2,000 workers in long-term care and assisted living who weren't vaccinated, and they would be going on leave without pay. So now we've got the restrictions for the rest of health care, acute care, continuing care, and all that. And Adrian Dix said yesterday, um, the deadline is October the 26th. He estimates 5,500 healthcare workers not vaccinated yet in that category. Um, Interesting, you know, the Quebec government had to blink on this. They had a requirement for nurses, healthcare workers, um, to get vaccinated, and they have such shortages in the system that they've put it off for a month. Dix, yesterday, no sign that uh, the B.C. government is going to blink on this one. Uh, it must be done. You have to get vaccinated. The penalties, he's, he's said it. Leave without pay, possibly termination. Government says it has contingency plans in place. Government doubts that when it comes to the crunch, most health care workers, they doubt, will give up their pay and benefits. I guess we'll see. We will see. I, I thought it was really interesting the way, as you mentioned, Quebec had to blink because there was an awful lot of healthcare workers who were just absolutely refusing. Yeah, uh, you know, again, I uh, marvel that people are able to go all the way through and get training as healthcare workers, in some cases, medical degrees, in some cases, nursing degrees, and uh, continue to disbelieve in the efficacy of vaccines. But there you go. There is some of it out there, and uh, the system is facing a challenge. I think it's very important that the government hold fast on this, continue to hold the line, continue to say no exemptions, continue to push. But uh, it's it's a challenge. I, I see the uh, head of the public service is out yesterday with a statement, Laurie Wanamaker, reminding all government workers, civil servants, provincial, that they took an oath 
to put the public interest ahead of their personal interest, and they too have to get vaccinated. Uh, She says uh, there's no question that vaccination is a public health issue. Vaccines are safe. Get vaccinated. So there's some fairly strong pressure going on this file here in British Columbia. And, um, you know, as I said, I hope the government holds the line on it, but it it will be a challenge if we start to get the kind of numbers that we're balking uh, that happened in Quebec. And let's talk about the other challenge right now for the government. That is all the pressure they're getting over this Freedom of Information fee that they have decided to charge. Cabinet Minister uh, Lisa Beer, boy, she really sure took a lot of criticism yesterday, didn't she? She did. Uh, you know, people are trying to figure out where this idea comes from because uh, there was a consultation on this and there's been legislature committees looked at it and everything and uh, no one's ever proposed a $25 fee for access to information. So, and and the commissioner for information and privacy says he was consulted on the $25 fee. And he said, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Uh, so they did it anyway. So Bear got a press conference yesterday or media availability in the hallway. Where did this come from? And, oh, well, she said, you know, uh, the, the health authorities and the universities like the idea. I'm not surprised. We know health authorities are not crazy about answering questions about the data they have on hand. And, I think the universities should be ashamed of themselves if they support this, but apparently they do, according to the minister. Uh, But then we kind of look back a little bit, Simi, and um, I think there's a pretty strong clue Mm -hmm. as to where this came from, from Premier John Horgan, when he appointed Lisa Baer as minister back in December. Horgan complained at the time that the B.C. liberals were making way too much use of access to information requests For political reasons. Now, I know you and the listener will be shocked, Simi, that (laughs) a political party would request access to information for political reasons. This is... (laughs) But, you know, Horgan used to do that himself in opposition, right? But, you know, hypocrisy knows no bounds in politics. Anyway, I, I think that's a pretty strong clue as to where this idea came from of charging a fee because the New Democrats are saying the Liberals are making too much use of the law. And the $25 is really interesting. There is only one $25 fee for access to information in Canada, and it was brought in by the Conservatives in Alberta 25 years ago. So the New Democrats got their idea on this one from the Alberta Tories, who knew they listened to them on anything, but there you go. I, I And they, the fact that they keep trying to say that, oh, other jurisdictions do this one, clearly other jurisdictions do not. I mean, yeah. $25, that's an outlier fee. Yeah, it is. Uh, there was a $5 fee at the federal level, and the, the liberal opposition uh, didn't need a... They didn't need a freedom of information request to get this one out. They they tracked down Cabinet Minister Murray Rankin when he was a federal MP for the NDP, criticized Ottawa for the $5 fee. He said it was a barrier, a barrier to access to information, which, of course, it is. And and the other thing that's, you know, this is a government that, you know, is interested in equity issues. Um, A a $25 fee is going to hit people of limited means and news organizations of limited means far more than it's going to hit the opposition liberal party because the liberals their requests are funded by the taxpayers through caucus research so 
I don't think the $25 fee will even discourage the Liberals. But I believe it will discourage ordinary British Columbians, news organizations of limited means, from making access to information requests. And, you know, charities, all those groups out there that do have limited means, this fee is going to hit them. I don't think people fully realize that either, right? They may hear this story and think, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. But stories that people like to read, and I know one of the examples that was used was from your paper, Vaughn, the Vancouver Sun. They do that. You do the public database of public sector salaries. That's all through freedom of information. Yeah, and uh, Chad Skelton, who originated those stories with the Sun and who now teaches journalism, pointed out that that series is one of the most popular things we run every year and a lot of interest in who's the highest paid people in the public sector. He points out that with a $25 fee, um, it would cost the paper several thousand dollars in fees because each application is $25. So it would cost the newspaper several thousand dollars in fees to put that series together. I hope we will still do it. But again, there's other news organizations. If you want to go to every hospital in BC and find out, you know, what they're not telling us about COVID-19, for instance, or go to the universities, what are they not telling us? It's going to add up to a lot of fees. And I think it will discourage some applications for information uh, to share with the public. I find that a little too convenient given that there's a lot of questions right now about the approach to COVID-19 and how decisions were made. And this is when they decide to change freedom of information? Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence, actually. But the minister says it's a modest fee. Simi and I say, minister, don't be so modest. (laughs) It was John Horgan's idea, and you got the $25 idea from the Alberta Conservatives. Fess up. We don't need, I say, you don't need a trail of breadcrumbs to trace this one down. The finger points right at John Horgan. This is his fee. He's the one who wants you to pay for access to information. We're going to be talking more about it. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.